Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. Is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving Busy Mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Hello, my beautiful Busy Mumsies. Ash here. Welcome back for another Busy Chat. Ah, I'm excited about today. I'm always excited. I know it's the coffee. It's the freaking people that I get to meet. I'm a lucky gal. We are welcoming Mary Catherine Starr, the illustrator, the brains, all of the, the insane talent that is just spewing off of the Instagram account, Mom Life Comics. I, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I have, I have swiped and swiped and gone through it all. I love what she is creating, what she is doing, that real authentic look into mom life, into parenting life, into double standard life. Yes, it's a thing. She's got the voice and she's got the artistic ability to just scream it from the squares. I'm so excited to meet her. She is based in America. Um, I'm ready to just learn everything else about her and how she is juggling. You know, she's she's a mama bear to two. And um, how is she doing that, but also able to create an account like this that's so magical, that's so informative. And um, yeah, how is she doing it all? Let's find out. Let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Mary Catherine Starr, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. I am so excited to have you here, a fellow American, but whereabouts are you located? I'm um, on Cape Cod, so a little island off of Massachusetts, man-made island, but yes. Ah, okay. Okay. Wait, I I was going to tell you, I'm actually from Moundsville, West Virginia, named after the largest man-made mound. Oh, (laughs) man-made mound. How interesting. Never even heard of that. Never thought that you would probably have a conversation with someone about that. Like man-made yeah. island, got it. Yeah, sure. We're right on top of that, Rose. But man-made mounds. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a fun little tidbit. Yeah, I just I, I want you to keep that one in your back pocket for the rest of the day. So random. Oh my god, random. I love it. it isn't just it, it's crazy how like when you have schedules now, right? That are around children. Like mm-hmm. you you have your own business and you're an entrepreneur, but you also have kids. So it's like you, your mind sometimes when it does wander, doesn't it wander in the strangest, most bizarre areas? Sure does. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like you like took a nap or you like you went on a vacation or something. Like, oh, I feel a little bit stressed after talking about the mound for 2.5 seconds. I and love it. You- yeah. Well, also, I, I, I also have the opposite problem of like, I say things and I'm like, is that even, is that right? Like my brain like goes on vacation and I say something and I'm like, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> you know, don't even know. I'll get right back to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. 
How many kids do you have? I have two kids. I have a daughter who just turned seven and a son who just turned four. And are they they're both in school or preschool? And yeah, yeah. So my daughter's in first grade. My son's in preschool. And it's like, a, you know, he goes three days a week and the hours are a little less, you know, less lovely than you'd want. A little, um, it's just, it's a little funky. Like Fridays only goes till one, you know, and so he does daycare the other two days, but it's a lot of juggling and kind of passing the kids back and forth with my husband. We both have very alternative schedules. So it is, you know, we're just making it work, but it's a little crazy. I, I, I'm really excited for the day that they have the same schedule, that they're both going to school at the same time. Like that sounds like a dream. That's going to be amazing. But go back to when you were rocking and rolling in corporate world. Did you ever think that you would be having two kids? I mean, I think I always knew I would have kids. I mean, that was like, you know, I always something I it was wanted. On, it was on the list. Yeah, it was on the list. Yeah. And I, I think I too sounded right. Like I never was someone who wanted a huge family. I'm never someone who, you know, didn't want kids. It was always just kind of like, yeah, I'll have a few kids someday. But it was not, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't super focused on that. It was just kind of a part of the someday plan, you know? So when was the transition for you out of the corporate world? Because yeah. I feel like as a fellow American, when you're in school, you're kind of like groomed for this, like the big bad world. And then like the next steps is like, you're going to get this like corporate job or something. And then it's going to be like, you know, the grind for X amount of time and whatnot. Yeah. When did you feel like you were going to be, to be making that transition transition out of that, like, you yeah. know, beacon that we all kind of strive for yeah. for so long to be like, you know what, I really want to like be my own self and not conform and be creative and, you know, teach and blog and, 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 and dive into that world. Cause that, yeah. I mean, you kind of joined that in more of a starting, like it kind of was like in the boom then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were just diving into something. Well, well all these people have done it. So why right. can't I? Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was definitely, you know, I did it younger. Yeah, I think you're right. The boom. I wouldn't have even thought to think of it that way, but you're right. It was. It was kind of like a thing people were Sorry, doing. Sorry, Mary, I was stalking you. <laughs> no, but you're so right. I mean, so basically I, um, I, you know, I was an art and English double major in college and I always wanted to do something creative. And after school, I like tried a bunch of different things. I mean, I had three or four different jobs in the like four or five years after college and they were all, you know, different. I, mean, I worked at an art gallery and that was a total in, in New York, actually, where you live, but, um, you know, or where you lived, I guess you semi live there now, right? You're back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. I have a lot of miles on me. A lot yeah. of miles. <laughs> I do too. So I get it. Um, but yeah, so I was, you know, I worked in an art gallery and then I worked in like a small marketing company. And then I worked in something totally different in DC where I was trying to, kind of, I was just trying to figure out, you know, like wh where can I do something that I actually feel like I'm helping people and I'm creative. And I tried a lot of things and none of them, at the end of the day, I just hated sitting at a desk working at a computer, which is ironic because that's like what I do now, but, but I hated doing it for someone else and just doing that, working exactly. with somebody I didn't care about. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes. that to be able to do it for yourself and to find like, gra like gratitude and, and, and yeah. all of the positive things that come with it. You're like, wait, it's mine. Yes, it's exactly. Mine. And, and before, you know, it was like, I was always helping someone else's kind of bottom line or, you know, and, and the difference is now I get to do, you know, everything I'm doing. I like truly, truly love, like I would be doing it even if it wasn't my job. I'm happy. It is my job. My life would be a lot crazier if I also had a full-time job outside of what I do. But, you know, I really, I'm so, I feel so fulfilled by my work in a way that I never had before. So, you know, I spent, um, you know, a couple years and then I, I, when I was ready to make the transition, I was right when I did my yoga teacher training. So that was kind of a bridge for me. Cause I was like, Oh, well I can teach yoga. And that's one way I can kind of figure out what I want to do creatively 
um, as I leave the corporate world. So I like left the corporate world and I was teaching so much yoga, just like 20 classes a week. I mean, it was insane. And I was, um, kind of doing art and creative stuff on the side. That's when I started my blog. So I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, trying to kind of get my name out there as a yoga teacher. Um, so that all kind of happened at once. And then I, from there, you know, I started managing a yoga studio part-time, which turned into full-time. And then that was too much of that. So I kind of backed back out of that. There was a lot of like figuring it out for a lot of years there. Um, but I've been doing, I've been self-employed in the way that I feel you know, doing what I do now, which is, you know, I run a graphic design business and um, it was the blog. Now that's kind of changed to Instagram, um, but I still do a lot of custom art and stuff like that. And so I've been doing that for about, about 10 years now, um, fully for myself. But go back to the, the blog though, because that was Starstruck. That was, yeah. the, was your original blog. Yeah. It's my last name, Star. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, who would not love to I mean, have the last name star? I mean, my daughter, she, she would change out for it in a heartbeat. Let me tell yeah, you. Like, yeah. uh -huh, hands up. I'm all about it. What was it like for you to start that blog and like then transition into motherhood with it and yeah. like and your writing style? And then obviously you went into you, you were drawing as well and illustrating. So like, what was that journey like for you from where it started to where it is now, that being the Mom Life Comics? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, it's funny because I, people, when Mom Life Comics, which I'm sure we'll talk about kind of when I had a comic that went viral and all of a sudden there was a lot of, a lot more eyes on that. There was this sort of like, you know, came out of nowhere type feeling to my work. But, you know, it's, I think, I always think it's important to say like, well, I've been doing this for 10 years. You know, I've had a small blog, grown a small following for 10 years. I've been talking about the challenging parts of life, the frustrating parts of life and relationships and, you know, being an adult in the world and all of these topics that now are more focused on motherhood, but have a similar, you know, vibe. I've been talking about that for a long time. So it was on the blog and I was very religious about writing on the blog. I mean, I was like, I started out like seven days a week I would write on it. And then, it, you know, eventually went down to like five days a week, but for probably seven, eight years, I was like, at least five times a week, I was writing, putting up blog posts and I was very active and it was, you know, it was very, it wasn't like a blog that I didn't like get famous for my blog. There was no, like, I wasn't making money from it, but it was, it really did help. You know, I led yoga retreats and helped my classes and I did a lot of custom art at that time. So it was helping to kind of spread the word about all of that. And it is how I, my business was kind of functioning, I think because of my blog, getting my, everything I was doing out there, but it wasn't, I wasn't making money from the blog. Um, that taught me how to get more comfortable with being vulnerable online and with sharing my story and um, kind of just being more open. You know, I think I, I really, from blogging, I learned how to, how to talk about challenges in a way that feels good to me, you know, and that feels therapeutic, but also I think hopefully um, helps others connect and, and see they're not alone. So I think the blog, Although it's, I don't do it now anymore because all my attention is focused on Instagram, um, I really do. Th I'm really thankful that I did that for so long because I think it it really set the foundation and the stage for talking about motherhood in the way that I do now on Instagram. And and I did. I mean, I was still blogging when I had my daughter, so I it slowed down as everything does when you have kids. But I was still blogging um, up until kind of right before the right at, right right around when I had my son, which was about four years ago. So. Yeah, I still I was still blogging sporadically for a while. Well, yeah, but you had the blog about three years prior to having your daughter. So what was the when you had your daughter and you were still blogging and writing? How did you find any sort of like trepidation in vocalizing your ups and your own personal downs? Or did you want to kind of 
make it all sugary and fine and fun at the beginning. I, cause I, I, I ask this because 2020, I feel like uh, we all got a, a new set of cojones, if you will, to speak up how we are feeling, what we want, what we want more of and, and how we want to be treated or no, you're not treating me right. And just overall vocal dominance, right? Yeah. Which I, I think is a good thing because um, life is too short. And I think that if we can't get it out of our mouths and say what we want and say how we feel, then why, why are we here? Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, so going back to you have your daughter first and you're in this, like that's your creative outlet, right? That's mm-hmm. your like, that's my, I use quotes, vacation time. You get to go. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's right there next to you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you were doing it all right there. Yeah. What, what changed, what shifted, what, what allowed you, what, what triggered your voice to change in a way that you're able to get out there what you're doing now? I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's now seven year process right. that you've been able to build and sketch out. But like, was there like a real big, like aha moment for you when you became a mom? Well, I mean, so I, I think going back to the blog, I mean, I, I did always use my blog to really share, I, you know, pretty vulnerable stuff. Like I was pretty honest on my blog and, um, I don't, I think at the beginning, maybe I was trying to figure out my voice, but pretty soon I figured out, like, I want to tell the truth here, you know? So the jump to talking about the truth of motherhood wasn't hard. I'd been, I feel like I'd already been telling the truth about my life. And so that was just, oh, and motherhood's here. And this is also really freaking hard. So let's talk about this too. Like, you know, I mean, I think I, tried to share obviously the the positive wonderful stuff too but it, it was definitely I think an honest place so in that way I don't think there was an aha moment with talking about motherhood necessarily but I think the pandemic was a breaking point in terms of like my ability to handle it all you know m- my my daughter was a really hard the, the first year and a half of her life was really challenging so like that entree into motherhood and I did talk a lot about that but I think um, you know, what I talk about a lot now, right, which is like the mental load of motherhood and inequality and double standards in our society. I think all of that is really what kind of hit, during the pandemic, I found my voice to talk about that. So I think that, you know, what you're saying about everyone reaching that point where it's like, I have nothing else to give. I'm drowning. I've got it. You know, we've got something has to change. That definitely did happen for me during the pandemic. I'd also, you know, was a new mom to two now, you know, and things had just escalated and escalated. Um, so I think the jump to talking about how hard it is, that was never really a jump. But the jump to talking about kind of the bigger picture cultural societal reasons that I think it's so hard that that was a, a leap that I took more um, as the pandemic started. Mm. And what about, you kind of touched on it on your website with taking certain personal blogs that you had up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and taking them down or feeling as if you were trolled. I mean, like, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. How? Was, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, how, how do you handle that? I mean, you, you, people are listening and that's, you know, and I, but when it comes to trolls, it's just kind of like, it, it's, it's out there. I, I, I hate watching it when I, I've, I've seen it happen to a few close friends of mine and it's not pleasant to watch at all. And you just want to dive in and jump in this, that, and the other, but like, it's, you don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. It was really scary. I mean, 
I think again, like I was used to telling the truth, but to a very small audience on a personal blog that you only came to if you were looking for it or following my social media links to it. So I was not used to having just strangers who have no context look at my anything, you know, my writing, my work, anything. I'd never had that happen before. And then when my, um, so it was my double standards of parenting comic, it went viral in uh, early, I don't even know, all the years are blurred together. <laughs> But um, 2021, I guess, is when it went viral and um, early 2021. And so then all of a sudden, all these eyes and a lot of I mean, I'll just say like a lot of angry men <laughs> came to find me. And um, later on, another comic went viral and it was kind of taken by some younger boys or men on Twitter and really taken out of proportion and out of context. So this happened kind of twice that I had just like trolls descend upon me and um it was, I mean, I had to remove everything personal, you know, and I, for so long, I had lived very like comfortably online as, you know, sharing pictures of my family, sharing details about my life, um, which in retrospect, like I probably shouldn't have done as much as I did, but because, you know, until you have tons of eyes on you, you just don't always realize, um, how dangerous that can be. But it wasn't me. I had to go back. I had to remove my blog, which had been up, you know, at that point for 10 years. And, um, it was, that was really sad for me. And then I had to, you know, make my Instagram and my Facebook private. And, you know, I just had to go back and basically be like, where am I on the internet? Um, where there's something personal that I don't want angry woman hating men <laughs> to find me. And it was, it was really scary and it was really dark. And there was a while where I was like, you know, is it, is this worth it? You know, um, to, to be a public person on the internet. Like, and I think a lot of people kind of go through that if they have something go viral and attract a lot of attention of the wrong audience. Um, but ultimately, obviously, I decided it's worth it because of um, the connections I make with other moms and and what I, I think what I'm saying, um, it, I mean, it clearly resonates with with people. And so, you know, it, I decided my family, Ben and I, my husband and I decided it's worth it to keep doing it, but I've had to do it. I had to change how I do it. How does that open your eyes for your kids later on? Because it, it, it's going to be here before we know it when they're more online, yeah. wanting mom, dad, can I have my phone now? How long, how much screen time do I get? I mean, I've, I've watched my, my three-year-old swipe and that freaked me out. She was looking yeah. at pictures and swiping across and swipe. She said, more, more swipe. And, yeah. you know, do you, are you and your husband already talking about that and how you're going to tackle that? I mean, I always want to delay it as long as possible. That's as far as we've gotten, you know, I mean, we definitely see people whose kids have introduced their, you know, phones and more technology earlier. I mean, my kids have tablets, you know, they watch <laughs> stuff on that. But but in terms of like social media, yeah, I want to keep my kids off social media as long as humanly possible. And I have no idea what that will look like by the time, you know, in five years or whenever it is that all of their friends are on it. Um, but as of right now, yeah, I'm like, it's not a it's not a great place to be. And even, you know, like, I'm so thankful. So many wonderful, wonderful things have happened to me from from the internet, from social media. I mean, I really, I can't even begin to say how grateful I am for it. But um, the toll it takes on your mental health, you know, we all know it just can't be understated. And so I'm really, really aware of that. And I'm going to proceed with caution with the kids, but I don't know what that'll look like yet. I'm still kind of figuring that out. So after you had, you know, your, your second child, was that kind of like the turning point then to start the mom life comics or cause it, it's been around yeah. since 2019. Is that, am I right? Yeah, in saying that? I think so. I mean, I always get these timelines all confused. Cause I'm like, the, I think I, the I pandemic, I'm like, talked on you. I thought, you know, I've, I'm thinking in my head, I was like, yes. I think I read 2019 is when she really got into it. Yeah. Where has this love 
-hmm. of illustration come from? Have you always just been an absolute whiz when it comes to, which I'm, I mean, I realize that this is a podcast, but just over one shoulder, I've got my daughter's artwork. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Are we thinking she's got a shot at this, Mary? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we do. I mean, the thing is, you know, yes, I've always been a creative person. I mean, I was, you know, art was like my thing in high school. And, you know, I was one of my majors in college. Like, it was definitely, I always knew I would do something creative, you know. But, no, doing comics was never, I mean, that was not something I ever had even done until I, so I had, like, you know, my blog. I had my personal Instagram feed. And then I um, decided to kind of, I, I don't remember what. I got some idea for this first comic I put up. And it was just, I just put it up on my personal um, Instagram feed with, you know, like, I don't know, at the time, like 2,000 followers or something, you know. And um, I shared it to them. And it was just some little comic about motherhood. And um, the response was really great with, again, this small little group of people. And I had fun doing it. And it was kind of just like a fun little creative way to share how I was feeling. So I started just doing random little I mean, I was calling them comics, but they were really just little like, you know, sketchy written um, posts uh, and they were just kind of silly and they started, you know, people started really responding well to them. And then a couple like, you know, were shared a lot more than my normal posts. And so I started saying, okay, people are responding to something in these little comics. Um, but I did them almost for a year on my personal feed, just like in between pictures of my family and, you know, until I decided to really make some, make it into mom life comics and focus in on motherhood and, and talking about this. And so um, the only reason I did that was just because I felt like it was confusing having, you know, as I, as I started seeing some of these getting shared more and more, it was like, this is kind of weird having this right next to, you know, pictures of me and my family. It felt like they just need to be two separate things. So um, yeah, but you know, I guess to answer your question, no, I've not always done comics, but I always have been, yes, an artist of some kind creating in some way. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah, this has been just like a really different outlet, but it's been a really fun one for me. I mean, it kind of combines, you know, my love of like drawing and, you know, the visual visual art with my love of writing. So it's kind of like a good combo. How long does it take you to do one one piece? Um, well, it just depends on how many, you know, some of my pieces have like 10 slides um, and some have just like one. So I think it depends on how complex, but usually a couple, you know, anywhere from like one to, you know, one slide, one little comic panel taking anywhere from like one to two or three hours, depending on. So the ones with 10 sometimes, you know, they can take like eight or nine hours. I mean, usually they don't, but um, yeah, they take a while. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, this is like your artist muscle. So like when you wake up in the morning, you know, after coffee, I, I, are you a coffee drinker? <laughs> I, well, I used to be. I stopped drinking it many years ago. I do drink one cup of chai tea every morning. So I get a little caffeine, but there we go. So you get a little bit of yeah. caffeine in the morning and then you give yourself a little stretch, a little namaste, and then into the art room you go. Where do you, like, are you just gravitating to the news every morning to see what, like, what the hot topic is or like, what you're just, just I have a list. I have like a, I have a list of probably a 20, a 30 page document in Google Docs where I'm just constantly putting ideas. So like, as I go about my day, as I'm taking care of my kids, I just get ideas. And so I'm always just putting them in there. And then, yes, yeah, sometimes something happens in the news or there's some trend or some whatever that I'm like, oh, I want to say something about this. And those will be kind of the seat of your pants, you know, like moments. But um, a lot of it is like, no, I just have I have so much inspiration from my life. <laughs> Obviously, I'm living everything I'm writing and drawing about. So it's a lot of just like, let's see what I want to talk about this week. And I like sometimes I'll look back at my list and see what's speaking to me. So you're saying that there is a potential for like a Taylor Swift and this NFL football Travis player. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you're saying there's a chance. They there might make chance. it. 
<laughs> there could be, yes. I try to stay a little bit away from celebrity news because that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> but it's Taylor Swift. And I mean, you every, know what? Yeah. I just like, she just makes everyone happy. I'm oh, sorry. Absolutely. No, she's, I mean, this is embarrassing, but you know, when they do the Spotify wrapped at the end of the year, every year, yeah. last yeah. year, I was, I was in the top 1% of Taylor Swift listeners in the world. That's how many minutes and hours of Taylor Swift I've listened to. So I am not saying I'm not totally obsessed with Taylor Swift. I just haven't. She's, I think she's made one comic once, like a few years ago. But other than that, I haven't I haven't drawn her other than once. Okay. Well, well I'm going to keep my eyes peeled because I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe this could make a, a Google Doc. I'm yeah, just I feel like saying. Maybe, maybe I should now that you're saying that. I'm like, why haven't she shown that more in my comics? Well, one thing that I know that is on that Google Doc is your graphic memoir and the yeah. journey that you're on that will be launching in 2025. Yeah, is that I mean, correct? It's so long. You know, it's so funny because when it's I announced not, it. It's not. Our <laughs> kids are going to be in college soon, Mary. I can't <laughs> handle it. I can't I, remember, I announced it so long ago when I was like, 2025, like two years, you know, it sounds yeah. so far away. But a graphic memoir takes a really long time because it's not just the writing it's the writing and the drawing and then the layout and then going back to add color and then you know the print tests I mean it's just a totally different animal so um yes my my first draft is due actually November 1st so I'm in my final stages of the writing and drawing right now and then we'll be editing it for probably a year and and editing the drawings and all of that um but yes I'm very excited it's been great it it will take a full another full year wow mm -hmm. Yeah, to do like all the layout and yeah, it's, you know, because with comics, I mean, it's just, and again, this is all new to me. I didn't know this, but, um, you know, you got to, it like, there's a lot of extra content there that has to be figured out spacing wise and text and typeface and, you know, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Through this process, what have you learned about yourself that you were, I, you had no clue that you were like, wow, that, 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 that's in me. Well, you know, this, I mean, so the book that I'm writing, it, it's a, a graphic memoir about marriage and motherhood, obviously, but it, it really traces um, from when my husband and I met in college because we we're like, we're college sweethearts. So from when we met in college all the way to up till now, and it um, talks about, you know, kind of like what it was like, you know, we were always in a very egalitarian relationship. That was something we were both, I think, really proud of. Everything was really evenly distributed between us. Um, and that once we had kids, that totally changed. And it wasn't like overnight. It was just like a slow slide into like, wait a minute, how have things gotten so, um, not traditional, but like we fell into those same old kind of stereotypes, I think that so many people do in our generation, um, kind of the societal expectations of what a mom does, what a dad does. And um, so the book is, it traces that evolution or that devolution, de 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 that's how you say it. Um, but, you know, from we're to everything's totally equal. We do the dishes together every night. We do the grocery shopping together. We make our mood, you know, everything is split. We each do our own laundry to this place where like I feel like I'm carrying a lot of the mental and physical load of the household. And how did we get here? And why does this happen despite us being so focused on not letting this happen? And so that's kind of the story of the memoir. And so as I, it has been writing, it has been kind of like therapy. And it, it's really made me much more introspective about the part I've played in all of this and the part that the expectations kind of put on me or the way that I'm really sensitive to the cultural expectations put on moms and the way that I have had a hard time, even though I don't believe in them kind of bucking those expectations. And so as I've been writing the book, it's really taught me a lot about like, Oh, this is something that I did that like has really exacerbated this dynamic that's now so entrenched in how we handle and manage our house. And it's made me a lot more aware of what I can do 
in order to slowly try to change that, which is, you know, the book is obviously about how it kind of ends with like, here are some things that we've been doing and, and the way I'm slowly digging myself out of this place where I feel overwhelmed all the time and um, frustrated about that. It's a full therapy book, Mary. It's your yes. full therapy book. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's like, it's really, it's, it's a topic I've been talking about in my comics always, but explored like, you know, in a linear way and really broken down into like, here's how it happened. And so it, it, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's just been, I think it's learned, I've taught, I, I can't say there's one moment where I'm, or one thing that I've learned because I've learned so much about, um, as I've explored this about just like how I do, I mean, you know, how, how we got here, because I think that was really my question setting out to write the book was like, how did, I knew what had happened. I knew we got in here. I knew some little tidbits of like how this happened, but really kind of tracing the path of like, you know, how did things become so, to me, uneven and unequal? How do your kids respond to your artwork, to your <laughs> illustration, to your, I'm sure you've told them all about your journey with writing and creating your memoir. Like how, how has that been um, received by the kids? Well, I think it's funny, you know, they, they understand my, actually my daughter drew her own mom life comic. She called it the other day, which was really funny. And it was like, Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad because it was definitely like picked up on some of the um, themes that I share about. But um, I think that they, I, I love that. I think they really understand that um, part of my mission is to like make mothers be seen and appreciated and heard. And I think they, they do get that. Like I, they were asking recently about the book because I was telling them it's due soon. And um, my daughter was saying like, yeah, because he's getting nervous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she said something like, you know, what's your book about? And, you know, I told her before, but I explained again, kind of, well, it's about, you know, how moms and dads, um, when they have kids, you know, things aren't always equal between them and trying to figure out how we can make it more equal. And, and I was trying to kind of go into like, you know, we've talked about like the cultural expectations. As I was saying, like, you know, remember how we've talked about, you know, what cult our culture thinks moms need to do and what dads need to do. And, you know, I'm trying to like get deep, but, but their takeaway was kind of like, yeah, because moms deserve a break too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, so it's like they, they get some of that, you know? Um, and my son, like, you know, obviously at four years old, his understanding is a little different, but he did. He like was said a couple of things kind of along those same lines of like, yeah, because, because moms can do this and dads can do this too, you know, about little examples. And I'm like, yeah. So I think there's, you know, I think they, they get that I really care about kind of equality between men and women. And they get that it's important to me that they see that both their dad and I can, can do things for them that I'm not, you know, cause the, I'm the preferred parent. I'm the default parent. So there's a lot of like, you know, them wanting me to do things that he can easily do, but they don't want him to. And so that's, you know, part of our, our dynamic that has created so much inequality. So we're kind of backtracking and I'm trying to teach them more that like, nope, daddy may do it differently, but it's still, it's still a great way. It's just as good, just different. Um, so I think, you know, I think they're getting it in their own kind of child like way, but it will be interesting as they get older, um, kind of seeing how, you know, cause they see, I show them the comics that, you know, that they're in or ones that were from moments that they were a part of and they'll, think it's funny and stuff. So, I mean, they're aware of it, but I think obviously there's a lot of layers <laughs> they haven't gotten into yet. <laughs> right. But they will. And that will be so much for them to look back on as they get older. Like, like, oh, when you were four, I, I was doing this. And when mm -hmm. I was five, I, you know, went viral on this. And then the memoir launched mm -hmm. and, and, and all of those things. What else do you hope to see for your platform? What what do you hope in terms of you as your voice mm -hmm. to get out there further? Like, what are you wanting in the pipeline to really happen for your platform to, mm -hmm. for it to just, for you to go, I, I, I did it. Like I've, I've ticked 
the boxes and I really have done done this for Mom Life Comics. I mean, I think, you know, the book feels like the next step because it does feel like telling a bigger story, you know, because I a part of what I love is is kind of connecting with other moms who feel like they're in the same situation and have a lot of the same frustrations or feelings of overwhelm or feelings of like, this is not right. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> um, and so I think the book does feel like the next thing. I don't really know what's after that, but I do know that I want to keep telling my story. And I do, my hope is that I can start to offer moms, I mean, I don't want to say a solution because that seems ridiculous. I'm not going to get a solution to this problem that's been around for hundreds of years. But I, I do want to be able to, like, I feel like up until now, I've been a great place for people to vent. You know, I, I think a lot of moms get a lot of, you know, they feel seen or they feel understood by my work. They feel like it's, um, you know, some say that's really helped them. You know, there's certain comics I've done that have resonated and have helped people to make real changes in their relationships, which is awesome. I think that's the next step for me. The next frontier is like helping people to continue to, make changes to make their lives better. I mean, that's ultimately what I want is I want more moms to feel like they have the ability to make the changes they need in their relationship or in their life structure or their workplace to not feel this way, you know, to not feel so overwhelmed and overlooked and underappreciated. I mean, that's ultimately, I think my biggest goal. So I hope that the next stage, the next chapter is somehow doing more of that kind of inspiring real change. I don't know what that will look like yet. Well, I have no doubt it will look amazing. <laughs> and you definitely like it in Uganda. Mary Kathar, thank you so much for sharing your journey, your story. And I can't wait to uh, buy your book. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it was great to connect with you and, and chat with you. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yeah. Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Yeah. <laughs>